Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 470 of the Jock Treasure Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, man, halfway through our lists, as of this recording and stuff, yeah, it's fairly fun, but mm-hmm. now I'm even more excited to see what we're going to finish off with. Yes, so for in case you missed it, um, we are doing our top 10 games of 2021. Uh, this is part two, part one released episode 469, released last week. So go check it out. It's been, well, it's been a week for you guys, but it's been a few minutes for us. Um, but yeah, so just real fast, uh, you know, we do this every year. We do a top 10 list. We don't know the list. Uh, we don't know our, each other's list until we say them here live for you guys. Uh, so we're learning as we go. Um, if you don't want to be spoiled for the previous uh, we we were done ten through six. We're about to do five through one, and our honorable mentions. If you don't want to be spoiled, stop now because I'm going to recap our list. So to recap for you guys from last week, uh, Gables ten through six so far. Number ten, Astro's Playroom. Number nine, Cyber Shadows. Number eight, Bugsnax. Number seven, Pokemon BDSM. Number six, Metroid Dread. Number my my uh, my list so far. Number ten, House of Ashes. Number nine, Deathloop. Number eight, Halo Infinite. Number seven. Dodgeball Academia and number six, Death's Door. So now we are about to move on. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do five and four each. Mm-hmm. We'll go back and forth. And then we're gonna do honorable mentions, and then we'll do three, two, one. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Alright. Cool. Alright, Gables. Let's move on here and then real fast uh not real fast, sorry here. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm typing and all that. Uh Gables, what is your number five? game of 2021 all right so number five is going to be new pokemon snap now new pokemon snap this game i felt was even more entertaining than brilliant diamond and shining pearl only because for one it was a concept and a sequel to a game less painful than bdsm <laughs> well obviously yes it's less painful but at the same point <laughs> <laughs> Gables knows so well. Obviously, it's less painful. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, in regards to in regards to new Pokemon Snap, I mean, it's a sequel to a game I played on the 64. I mean, a number of years ago at this point. Hell, I did a replay through that game at least a couple of years ago. I think 2018, 2019, when it came on the Wii U. But uh, the thing about new Pokemon Snap is it was more of a good thing, but there was definitely a lot of good improvements in regards to this game, you know, because you had a upload feature for the online, so you get to check out a lot of different pictures from different people from around the world, which is so hilarious because you had people, like, do all the various, like, Instagram sort of mixture-ups and stuff and do all the various, like, uh, oh, God, edits and stuff, like putting little hearts inside of one thing. I remember uploading a couple of pictures and stuff like that that I had taken, like, say, like, Pokemon, like, say, like, with Gengar and Amolga and, like, all this other stuff. It was hilarious because I had one picture with... Uh, my Gengar, right? And it's like he was popping out of this, like this dark, this promote, this like, this like, uh, like dimensional, like a portal, right? And it's like his little head was like sticking out. And I like, I took a picture just right there. And I just did like a little bit of like button eyes and stuff on him, a little heart and stuff. Like I had this little text that said, Hey there. <laughs> you know, just like a whole bunch of different types of things you could do in regards to, like, photo editing and stuff. Get your favorite Pokemon posted on there. You get a whole bunch of different hearts and different types of coverage and stuff. It's sort of like the Pokemon equivalent of Instagram for their online stuff. Sounds like 
all the filters. They should they should truly make a new Pokemon Snap, but Pokemon Snap BDSM. It could be like we can do like an OnlyFans for Pokemon. <laughs> Same. Nintendo, call me. Go on, sorry. All right, so I did like a I did like all the different areas in this game. I mean, not just the the lab itself because well you not just the lab in and of itself which you know what was fairly entertaining going through it a couple of times but you can go through different areas of the forest the ocean like a volcano caves and all this other stuff but the fun part about this game you could literally go through a different area like three or four times and you would still be able to find different pokemon that are hidden between like uh, different like portions or if you set off a certain type of scenario or a certain type of like event you could go to a different portion of this area and photograph different rare pokemon and so it was almost like a sense of wonder where you would go to a new area photograph a bunch of different pokemon to begin with get rated and stuff by the, by the professor and stuff and seeing what you know what were great pictures what were not for this and that you know but uh it was fun discovering how you would be able to even not just like evolve a certain Pokemon, but like capture a certain Pokemon in like specific ways, like say like they're surprised or they're happy or they're eating or whatsoever, or you just catch one in the middle of like a popping out of a hole or something out of the ground or some shit like that. You know, it's like, it's like fun moments and stuff. Like you would actually take pictures of like, like animals in the wild, like doing specific things or something like that. You know, it had that sort of like a nature sort of feel in that regards, but I thought it was highly addicting to go <laughs> through the area multiple times using a bunch of different types of <sighs> different types of <laughs> equipment, you know, for uh, like uh, not just smoke balls, but like just bait and stuff, and like particular other types of like uh, tools and help elevate the quality of the pictures and stuff that you would go through and take, and then filling up your Pokedex with all sorts of different creatures and then being rated like between one to four stars. Like you would actually have to go forth and have different photos of like a particular Pokemon. It, it's not just enough just to photograph a Pokemon, but you have to make sure you have all the different stars of one Pokemon too. So you have to have a one star picture, two, three, four respectively. I thought that was a bit much because mm. for one thing, it's like, I like how simplistic it was back in the day where it was judged upon a specific rating and stuff like that. Like, okay, this this photo right here, you know, this time around, you know, it's only going to be a 1,000 because the last one you did was like about 3,000 because of this, 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 and that. While that retains some bit of it, more or less you're filling up even more to try to uh, – I think it's more or less sort of padding for the game because you are definitely going to the areas multiple times, discovering different things each time. But I think it was sort of like an artificial inflation to sort of make the game feel longer than what it should have been. But at the same time, for the vast amount of time, the vast amount of like uh, things that I did throughout that game was photographs of my favorite Pokemon, photographed up a whole bunch of legendary Pokemon, and, and like all these crystal illuminated creatures as well. And I loved how it was like a, it was like a different take of the Pokemon games how we initially would be getting them, like the traditional turn based ones, and this being the sequel to one that came out of the N64 and then having all what was the natural evolution of that, a Pokemon Snap in and of itself, and then getting what we got for there. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a lot better than the original Pokemon Snap in a lot of ways. While not as 
basic in regards to like say how certain Pokemon will evolve if you do this or that or like specific secrets like collecting all different things in order to lead to a different area or different things maybe not being so simple as it is but I've had a lot of fun just discovering what I could initially do in the game filtering a lot of different photos that I had gotten so they would make it look extremely weird or happy or crazy looking you know it definitely left a lot to be it definitely added a lot what initially was the original Pokemon Snap. And I really would love to find, like, play another game inside of this particular sub-series and stuff for the Pokemon games in the future. Very cool, Gables. All right. All right. I think it's interesting now, Gables. We are, you said six of yours. I'm about to say my sixth of, of ours. Yep. No games in common yet. No games in common. Wow. Yeah. So, Gables... This is when it started getting really hard for me. Yeah. I said there was that gap in last week's episode where like there was like that clear all right, here's where it starts like where the, the games start to separate for me. And this is where it really hit. And this is the first one that really, really hurt me. Okay. To put it number five. It's it devastates me to do it. Number five, another game I played on Game Pass. It's a game I haven't shut up about since fucking January. Haven. <laughs> I cannot express how much this game meant to me mm. in so many ways as a game, a uh, soundtrack. Right. Uh, the danger that made the soundtrack for this phenomenal. I still right. listen to the soundtrack almost every week when I put the show notes together. This, this soundtrack is playing. It was literally I was literally listening to the soundtrack uh, while making this list, and before you hopped on Skype, mm-hmm. I was listening to this. This like I it it's is got a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, I fucking adore it. Um, th- but this game hit me on so many different levels too. Where like, you know, personally, where like, you know, it hit me. Like, it came out, I think mid January. It was beginning. I started. I played it at the end of January. Uh, it came out. On Game Pass, right? And I said, "Mercy the trailers." I'm like, "Okay, looks interesting." I was like, and "I was at that that got like I talked about a couple weeks ago, where like, and the, usually like this time of year I get into like that funk, of like it's winter, it's kind of shitty. They're like, I, we just kind of made it through this marathon of gaming. It's a new year. It's like we're resetting, and it's like, you know, there's not I'm not really wanting, I'm not really in a gaming mood, but it's like also like, you know, I barely like I said, I barely touched at this point. I barely touched games for months. You're in that like I said, that wintertime blues. I'm working two fucking jobs. I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, it's winter. It's cold out. I barely have any time. And I finally took a Saturday off from my second job uh, to like just relax because I was so burnt out. And I was just like, I need to play. I want to just play some games or something. And this was the first one I popped in. And I beat it in one sitting. Hmm. It took like eight or nine hours. I just could wow. not stop. Uh, like I said, I love the, the art style. I love the music, like the opening uh, music video. I was like, okay, this is going to be like, I'm, you have my attention right now. But just like when you inter- inter- introduce to K and you, um, two of the best written characters I've ever played in a game uh, before were like, they're, so they're space, like kind of like a, you're like, you know, it's a uh, sci fi future where these two are like, in the future, they're like they force people to marry other people, 
um, you know, you're like tied to these people, but they were in love with each other. And then they found, they crash landed on this Island on this planet and it's divided up in the areas. And, but there's like this, uh, what is that? I can't remember what it's called, but there's the, um, like, what is that shit called? They get like clean up around the world. They always oh. got clean the shit up around the world. Um, and, you know, you're trying to like make this place livable. You're finding like, like just make finding apple dews and all these different like yep. things like cooking like recipes you gotta make. Food, uh, spices, just, like, recipes, yes. Yeah, um, but like I just loved, you know, like K and you, like it felt like you know it's obviously like sci-fi. It's you know whatever. It's a video game, but like it felt like the most real relationship I've ever seen written in a game. Right. Like, like the little tiny combos they would have in these games were like felt like real conversations that I've had. And I know other people have had in relationships, right? Past, present, whatever of like, these feel like real honest to God relationships. And there it's not like, and there's like some sex jokes here and there, but it's not overly sexual or anything like that. Uh, The arguments felt real um, in this whole fantastical plan. I just loved how well they go in a game where you only have two characters. uh, It's really important. You nail those two characters and they did it. I love the combat. Like I thought it was a really cool, unique combat where it's like, like live, like live action turn based. There's a rhythm to it, but then like there's four different things you can do. Like you can heal, you you can block, you can uh, attack. I can't remember the fourth one, but it's all like you got to control both characters at the same time. Purify. Thank you. You got like when you knock out the enemies, you got to purify them. Thank you, Gables. Um, (laughs) And. I love that. Like it's, it's very simplistic, but I would love a game to really take that and run with that because I think that's a really cool, fun combat. Like I love like, um, child of light had a really cool, like live action, like, you know, lie. Like there's a, like a rhythm to it, but like, it's, it's ongoing. That's not like you can just sit there and sit in the menus forever and, and think of a strategy. Like you gotta go, you know? Um, and uh, like they had a really cool, but it's, kind of simplistic. I wish someone else would have done more with that. And that felt like 2021's version of Child of Light in its own way. I loved it. Like, it's a little simplistic. Like, I would say, like, that was, like, my one complaint where it's, like, I just did a bunch of grinding in the beginning and then I realized it's totally unnecessary. You can max out everything by doing very little grinding and just progressing through the game. And I kind of got a little burnt on that throughout the game. But I just loved, like, exploring all these, like, all the worlds, finding all these side things you can do like find just the side conversations you can have the conversation they would have while you're just hovering around the, the areas uh like just finding like just picking the fucking apple dudes listening to the soundtrack cooking uh like going back to the ship ending your day and like having these conversations and like you can actually what was cool is like you can pick uh you know your, your response back to them uh and you take you but you're playing as both of them and you so you can kind of in a way control the conversation and I just, I loved it. Like it was, I love this game so fucking much. It like, it just hit me at the perfect time too. Where like I said, I was in that funk and it just kind of like knocked me out of that funk. And it was just like kind of the game, the game that got me like back into playing some games this year. Uh, Cause I arrived to that. I started, that's when I started like playing, like there's that gears five hive buster. And I just like, as soon as I beat that, I was just like back in the, like dip my toes back in the game. But like, my God, this game is phenomenal. Uh, Game Bakers, I believe, who made it. Danger did the soundtrack. Um, man, what, I just, I, I keep saying it's a fantastic game. I cannot, I just, I don't, I wish there was a very simple way for me to sum up how 
great this game was to me, and I just can't find the words. Uh, but it's hmm. there's no good, quick way for me to summarize it. Um, I could spend 20 minutes talking about, it, but I'm not gonna do that because we got more things to cover. <laughs> uh, but oh, that one hurt putting it at number five because I thought it would have been three, four months ago. I would have thought it would have been much higher, but uh, alas, it was not. But that is my number five. Haven Gables, what is your number four? Halo Infinite. Okay, fine. It's our first, <laughs> our first game we have in common, Halo Infinite. <laughs> All right, Sorry, let me Gables. just let me tell you something, man. It's like the Halo franchise for me. It's like I started it fairly late. Started with Halo Two. Went through the original Halo and Halo Two on 360 when I first had a 360. Went through Halo Three when that came out. But uh, four, five. And like even like ODST and Reach to a certain extent, I didn't really play too much of until after the fact. I think Reach was the last one I played on 360 before I ended up getting rid of it. But long story short, playing through all the Halo games back around 2020 and trying to set me up to Halo Infinite before it was delayed and stuff. I mean, I had a good set and knowledge and feel of how those games progressed and stuff. And what I enjoyed most about Halo Infinite there was definitely familiarity with it, but at the same time, it felt like a natural evolution of like the Halo campaigns in and of itself. And the reason why it's so high up the list number four and stuff, and I'm just going forth and separating it from the multiplayer aspect of it because I didn't really like playing too much of the multiplayer. I loved the campaign portion of this game because you were able to go forth and freely explore. Yeah, it was definitely fairly in, uh, inspired by breath of the wild in more ways than one but uh i did love going through and exploring everything with grapple hooking everywhere i mean it gives you the option you could travel inside main vehicles the warthogs the banshees the freaking the freaking wasps and like all the other types of vehicles and stuff or you can go through and just uh use grapple hook a la like just cause and stuff like that like just cause too and just go and just spring yourself across and travel all sorts of various places that was the most fun i think i've had just openly exploring a world because i was literally grapple hooking me up to like uh up cliffs and up this thing so okay you know what Maybe I can hook onto there. And all of a sudden I see the icon. Okay, let's go ahead and just shoot myself up through momentum. And that's how I found like a whole bunch of various crap. I mean, not only just that, but finding the random skulls that were hidden inside, especially the first one by accident. I mean, that was a bizarre thing to where I was literally being attacked by an enemy. The enemy pushed me across inside the side next to a wall, and the damn thing the side of the wall, I thought it was gonna get killed, right? And so I get lifted up to this spot, and all of a sudden I see a skull like what? That's how I'm going to find my first skull. Now, granted, now, granted, eventually I would love to replay this game and stuff and collect all the different skulls and do all that stuff. But the thing about it is, like, I loved clearing the FOBs. I loved going through and freeing all the different uh, the military soldiers and stuff like that and their camps and stuff. I loved collecting a lot of the codex. But I'll tell you what, some of the main draws was taking out a lot of the the most wanted list up on the different territories and exploring the different type of territories, then exploring a lot of the forerunner, like a uh, ring artifacts and stuff. And then discovering all this stuff with like the endless and all this other shit. I'll tell you what, man, I said, that was so much fun doing that stuff, exploring that and enjoying the world that this, what the whole, like, uh, Oh God, not the Delta ring, but like, uh, 
what was it called again? Like, I'm trying to think about it right oh, now. Oh, um, Beta Halo? The Beta Halo. Uh, the Zeta. The Zeta, Zeta Halo. Halo. God, I always do that, yeah. Yeah, the Zeta Halo. Yes, going through and, like, exploring a lot of the Zeta Halo and, like, seeing all the different wildlife coming through and seeing all the interactions between the, the grunts, the brutes, and, like, the, the elites and stuff like that. Dude, there were so many fun moments, especially when you had to take off some, take out a lot of the various, like, uh, the radio points and stuff to where you have the one grunt just literally like explaining, Oh, okay. This is such and such thing. We broke his will and stuff like that. And now he read you, read all of you guys out, blah, blah, blah. And so on and so forth until finally it's like, after the game's like, you know what? You just see just sobbing inside of his microphone. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, it could be worse. It's like, well, besides the, besides the elites that are dead, besides that, uh, F and stuff is dead. And like our main person right there is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like all this and that, it's like, oh yeah, not just that though, but the Easter eggs inside this game too. Like, I had to go forth and see this on YouTube, but there's literally an area that you can explore right inside the main map. It's really hidden off, but once you go into it and stuff, there's this cave where you have a whole bunch of grunts worshiping this gigantic fucking sandwich, and it's like <laughs> a fucking sandwich, dude. It's not, it's not like a, a half-ass thing too. It's like. It's like a standard sort of like a ham sandwich. And it's like you have two like pieces of bread. You have the salad. You have the fucking tomatoes. And you have the fucking things of cheddar cheese. And it's like right in the center of the thing. And there's even callbacks to say like uh, a grunt that uh, asks you not to interrupt him because he's playing Halo 2 on Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then you have the aspects of a friendly grunt and all that other stuff that won't attack you or do something like that shit. But... It was literally the moments in this game, the unexpected moments that I love the most about it. I mean, sure, the campaign stuff, I mean, yeah, give or take, a lot of the side stuff that you did was definitely better than some of the main missions in this game, but I did like the weapon. I liked the aspect of what she is. I did like going through and seeing the preparation in regards to the eventual DLC that's going to be coming after that. I mean, taking out, like, uh, the main... the pretty much the main enemy in that regards that had been uh had been one of your main enemies since like i think halo 4 you know in that regards and try to tie that one up into a loop but uh i did like a lot of the backstory stuff but it didn't really tell you a lot in terms of what happened in between of like halo 5 up to halo infinite you were just tossed in the center of this thing and it's like right after you had lost a major battle against Atriox and stuff like that. One of the main antagonists of like Halo Wars 2 and stuff like that. The Banish and all this other stuff. But man, taking out all the Banish soldiers, like exploring the different like terrains, experimenting with what you could grapple hook off to and what you could slingshot off to. And not to mention encountering, like just figuring out where a lot of these different skulls are like uh, hidden was so fucking awesome. There was literally one point where I was had cleared this main structure near this main story mission, right? And I decided, okay, I'm going to grapple all the way up to the top of this main structure. You know, I want to get to the highest point of it. And then I come across a stage. I come across a stage that was playing music. And I go up to it. And then I see a skull. I go at the skull. And then I examine everything. It's like, you can play this guitar. You can go huh. strum, strum, strum. And it's basically like a mock band it has all these like these made up like main names of developers and this and that, and you have this different skull and this and that, 
it was awesome. <laughs> it was literally something that you would have never thought about unless you actually took the extra mile to explore up it. But there's so many different types of skulls that are hidden through the main missions. I didn't like some of that because I missed one out of like the four that are hidden in between the main missions. And that kind of pissed me off because I couldn't collect and like complete that yeah. because I liked doing that inside the past Halo games, getting the skulls, especially Halo 3. But, uh, okay, let's see. The skull that I remember getting, the like, where the dialogue and stuff, the rare dialogue, it's played often and stuff. It's like, I think I, I think it's called I Wish I Was Your Daddy or something like that shit. But, uh, yeah, like, hearing a bunch of, like, the fucking grunts, the rare dialogues, and a lot of the hilarious stuff that came from that skull in and of itself was so fucking awesome. I thought it was so awesome because they would literally, it's like, oh, no, it's the demon again. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh but uh yeah halo infinite is my number four game of the year is because the moments in general it was awesome yeah. that i maxed every ability it was awesome that i maxed out and cleared out everything it made me want to play this explorable open world halo game zeta halo was interesting enough to where it lures you into a sense of security. It's like, okay, this is familiar. This is Halo. You're facing off against the same type of enemies, regardless of what they're named. You still have, like, a security bots that pay reference to, like, say, like, uh, a 343 Guilty Spark and some shit from the original Halo games. It goes into referencing past Halo games. There's different tie-ins for the Forerunners and stuff and the Endless and all this other shit that'll go into the next particular portion. But it was... On my honest opinion, probably one of the best experiences I've played in the Halo series. So, yeah. All right. It was very nice. Well, moving on here to my number four. I got I to gotta do my best uh, Michael Huber from Easy Allies impression here. Resident Evil Village. <laughs> That's not very good. That was a very bad impression. I'm sorry, Michael. Uh, but anyways, um, I can't. I, like, he just like, I can't. He just, he, he does that so well. Uh, anyways, th this game blew me away. I could not believe how great this game was. Like when I first saw it, and you remember the rumors and the leaks of it, they said they were trying to do it more like um, go back to Resident Evil 4, and you could tell that they were, you know, going making this very Resident Evil 4 as much as possible. Um, you know, as far as having like the merchant back, the Duke, uh, and like going back to being in a village and all that. Like <laughs> it felt like I'm like, okay, they're obviously trying to to do that uh but can they do it and yes they fucking can resident evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time it's the reason i care about resident evil in the first place um obviously since you know since the last few years with seven two and three remakes and then all that like i've definitely care a lot more but man they blew me away we're like this felt like the true sequel to re4 that i have been wanting since fucking re4 um yeah, I mean, and like getting like with the merchant, the characters, uh, the series of bosses that you have, um, the different sections, like everything was so different. I love like how entertaining and how, you know, each area felt like a whole different section. Uh, like it felt so different from everything else. I love like, you know, like, yeah, like you have the Duke. He's amazing character. He's not the merchant from Resident Evil 4, but he's a pretty damn good, uh, you know, 2021 version of him <laughs> uh you know bring you know if you're not gonna have him back he even does like uh the ah what you buying 
Like he even like makes that reference in the game. Uh, <laughs> upgrading all your weapons. I love like I was like searching for everything to try to find more gold, find statues, find like the diamonds you need to do to combine the the like into another item to make it worth more. Mm. Um, find I, like I found damn near everything in that game. Like I loved all the sections in the game. Like the first section with with Lady D, um, everybody's favorite character. Uh, from the game, like that was that that felt very Resident Evil two and three ish, where she was just hunting you through the whole castle. That whole section was phenomenal. The second section where you're you go to the doll's house that turns into like an Outlast style, where they that you lose all your weapons and it's, you're just kind of you can't fight, can't fight back or anything like that, and you're being like haunted and chased, and this it turns into a horror game, like an actual, honest to god horror game. And not, you know, a semi-action horror game like Resident Evil. Uh, the 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 most one of the most terrifying moments in, in video gaming to me ever, where you're being chased in that area by a gigantic fucking baby, uh, is just awful. Um, <laughs> just look it up, Gables. Just it's fucking <laughs> awful. Um, whole, it, oh no, so, I think I'll definitely play through it sooner or later. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrifying. Uh, but that whole section is uh, once again amazing the area when like you're in the bayou uh that part that bought the each boss fight is fucking cool like it just oh man it's like a metal gear game a metal gear solid game where like they build these really cool group of bad guys and they pay it off with really cool boss fights hmm. um then like the factory is amazing um i'm not gonna spoil anything the one ethan the character kind of sucks uh but which is i can get past that it's fine um the worst part about this game, it's probably one of my least favorite. Of like these good games, all these great games on here, it's probably got the biggest uh, downside. Uh, it doesn't break the game. It's not about it. It's still number four on my list, obviously. But the last like hour and a half kind of sucks. And it's really, it's it, it brings back, I don't want It's it's not as bad not nearly as bad but it harkens back to like re five six bad but it, i'm like saying like it's a very small part of the game it's very easy like i put like it's like a 15 hour game gables and mm-hmm. so i'm talking like the last like hour of that like, right of that game is bad but it's not like it doesn't play bad it just sucks but it doesn't. It just sucks. To, it's just not fun to do. But it it play. It still plays fun and it's fine. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, who thought this was a good idea? I wish I could so badly talk about it more and say more about it. I, Gables, I th- I think you still love this game. I don't want to scare people off with that. And not, it's not Resident Evil Six. Like it's not terrible. It's just, wow. This is this is so much fun. I'm on this like I'm I'm it's, I'm on its highest of highs, and then like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, but it's, like I said, it's an hour of a f- 12 to 15 hour game. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't, I, this game was phenomenal. I loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh boy, that game. I really hope that this just becomes the staple of Resident Evil games. Cause I will gladly keep coming back for more. Um, if they just keep doing Resident Evil four, uh, in modern day, cause I'm, I'm all in. I don't. I don't even care. Uh, I'm all in. So yeah, my number four, Resident Evil Eight. 
All right, Gables, we're gonna do some honorable mentions here. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know how you did your list. Uh, if you ranked them, if you just have a few, or however you did it. Uh, what's what are some of your honorable mentions for 2021? All right, I think I'll name a couple of my honorable mentions because, uh, like I said before, when I first started naming off the stuff, I did have 22 games on my list. I actually constructed a top 20 list in and of itself. Well, name it off. But uh, I'm going to go forth and I'm going to say from 20, from like the least to greatest and stuff like that. So Virtual Fighter V's Final Showdown, I played a little bit of that. That was enough to at least put in the 20 spot. Tales of the Sojourner, which was that card game and stuff like that, that uh, you had to do with the, like a bunch of dialogue stuff, talk to a bunch of different people and stuff. I thought it was fun from the gimmick it was. It wasn't enough to really interest me to go forth and finish it. Obviously, 18 is a game that I know that uh, you spoke highly of and stuff, and that was Haven and stuff. And I did enjoy a, a lot about the story, a lot of the different music and everything else. But uh, yeah, it just didn't make it to the top 10 list for me, but that's okay. But uh, number 16 and 17 were games that I actually, <laughs> during the past couple of weeks, I downloaded off of my Switch and stuff. And these are like little 3D platformers, right? They're like about a dollar and a dollar nine, respectively, right? But they were released this mm -hmm. year Tori 3D and Tori 2. These are N64 inspired platformers, right? Made by, I think, a group of people. The gameplay is actually pretty fucking solid, <laughs> and it looks like like you would think for like N sixty four games and this and that though. But it's highly addictive, and actually, it uh, they are not meant to last for fairly long. I think they're like about maybe a couple of hours at most if you really want to uh, complete them. Like, say, if you really want to complete them, it may take you about three or four hours, give or take. But both of these games were fairly solid. I liked them. They released at around one. The first one was in April, and the second one was actually released. In December, so those tied in well. Number fifteen was a little retro-inspired game called Savage Halloween, which that was a game I enjoyed plenty of. I played through that with like the main, like the one of like the balanced characters and stuff. I played through that entire thing. I thought it was a cool retro throwback. I also thought it was a pretty fun game in general, and it definitely was before Halloween, so it was that old theme. Number 14 was Rain on Your Parade, which was sort of like a little spoof and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was one of those Game Pass games and stuff that I had played, but it was pretty damn funny. And it was one of the games where yeah. I had to message you about it because it had played themed to like Metal yeah. Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was a very chill game. It was definitely chill. I'm, let's see, I had Mario Golf Super Rush, which I liked the Mario Golf portion, but uh, the single player aspect of it kind of fell kind of actually fell like uh, flat for me, especially towards the end of it, because they had a lot of good stuff going with it, but uh, instead of like having like a lot of the cups and a lot of different things like they could have done, like say individually, without this whole elaborate RPG-esque type of uh, golf game and stuff like that, oof. It, was, it just led to a story that definitely fell flat towards the end. I mean, I did like some bits of the speed golf aspects of it, but uh, it was fun for what it was. But it was during that summertime rut. It was during that summertime lull and stuff, although the heat was like close to about 90, like 80 to 90s and stuff right here. And I had to constantly monitor between me playing this, playing that game and friggin' like make sure my Switch didn't fry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see, for numbers 11 and 12, these are also Switch games, right? Number 12 was Cosley and the Wild Masks, which this is the platformer that was 
that was loosely inspired by Donkey Kong Country, right? And the platforming okay. in this game, the look of it is fairly good. I mean, the gameplay is definitely straight out of a Donkey Kong Country game. You play as a rabbit. You collect a lot of different masks. Some stages have a bunch of different animal-themed masks. Like, you can actually go forth and wear one that'll make you kind of, like, swim like a shark. Or you have another one that makes you fly like a like a bird or something like that. And then you have one that's sort of like a tiger where you can do wall jumps and this and that. And that. I thought it was fairly solid. But at the same time, it definitely could be fairly difficult. And the game in and of itself will last a while, especially if you want to go through everything and try to collect everything in that regards, which I think that's what I started end up doing before I initially just like moved on to another game in that regards. But I thought it was fairly fun. And number 11 was the uh, game I played early on in 2021, which I actually had a lot of fun with was Tawaga Among Shadows. That game's been on sale a couple different times on multiple platforms like PlayStation and I think Xbox, but I'm not sure. But uh, it's one of those twin stick sort of like uh, almost like endless sort of like waves of enemies sort of game to where you could go forth and you can defeat a whole bunch of different enemies and stuff and update like upgrade a lot of your different like inventory stuff. I think I maxed out a lot of the portions of that towards the end of that and like the different type of boss battles you get to deal with different stages and this. It was highly addicting for what it was and it just missed out in the top. 10 because of uh, games like Astro's Playroom being so fun, Bug Snacks actually coming out of nowhere and actually impressing me because that game came out and I literally did not <laughs> think I was going to be playing that game when it, I saw the trailer of it. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. All right. Very nice, Gibbles. Um, all right, cool. Well, I have a twenty top 20 list here as well. Uh, number 20, uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a rogue light, but it's very light in the Capital Light, uh, which I liked a lot about it. It's very simplistic, very fun, uh, but it's also a dating sim uh, where your uh, your significant others are weapons, and you use them as combat, and you like build relationships as you use them, and then like like just out in the world, you can go on dates with them and, and build relationships. With them. Very fun. It's a very short game. It took me like five six hours to beat, but it was just like a very fun, chill. Like it wasn't overly challenging. I said it was a good time. Just a good time. Uh, number nineteen, Back for Blood. Um, this game would have been much higher on my list, but like I, I've talked a lot about my big complaints about, yeah. you know, the fact that like you know I want to play this game solo, uh, but playing the solo means that you can't, yeah, you, uh, you don't unlock anything, you, like nothing count counts, none of your stats, anything counts, anything, all the cards you unlock, uh, don't count towards the main game, which is just very frustrating, and kind of makes it pointless to do, yeah, um, which is very frustrating because I really had a, I had a blast playing this game. And I want to play more of it, but once I, you know, after I got like a few hours into it, and I realized that how that was the case. I'm like, oh well, and I kind of like, I played some online. It was just like I don't want to play randos, and it's just frustrating. So it's like that was a big turnoff. I like I actually like the card system. I like the, the combat's really good and fun. Um, it, when they fix that, I'll be more than happy to jump back into it. But until then, uh, that's this that would have been in competition for probably that ten spot, maybe even in higher. Uh, but because of that it took a Took all the way down 19. Number 18, uh, Last Stop, a game that I was super excited to play. Uh, it's a kind of like a, uh, you know, in the, in the vein of like a Telltale or like Supermassive kind of game where there's three different characters you play as and there's like these weird fucking things going on in this town in, in, in London uh, and just trying to figure out the backstory, what the fuck's going on. Like they're all, and then they all, they're all different characters dealing with different things. Uh, they're not attached anyway and then they all like it all intertwines together uh but it was a really great game i actually that's another game i end up 
you know, I was gonna buy anyways, but it came in Game Pass. I beat that all in one day. Uh, game was really, really good. Uh, number seventeen, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I thought this game was actually like I have no real complaints about the game. It's just not for me. That was my ah. like, that was it. Like whenever I whenever I played it, I was just like I'm having I'm having a decent time. But like whenever I wasn't playing it, I was never like wanting to play it. I just kind of I think I just ended up beating it just because I bought it and I just didn't you know. I bought it, and there is also it came out in like June or July, and there's nothing else to play at that point. So that's yeah, that's constantly one of those games I want to. That's constantly one of a couple of games that I want to play, but at the same time, I'm waiting for a major price reduction because I yeah. feel like the seventy dollar price point of the time was too much for that type of game. I, I don't, I don't think it's. I, I think it's just. I don't think the seventy dollar price point is bad. I think it's just. It's not my game. Is my thing. Right. Like, I think. People that love it, I understand why people love it. I think, I like I said, I have no complaints about this game, other than it's just, it's just, it's just not a game for me. You know? ah. it's not a Tyler game. But I think this very much should be a Gabe Cable's game. Yep, uh, I number agree. Sixteen <laughs> is a game I just beat just last week. The Gunk, ah. a very fun game, very simplistic, fun. I love the vibes. It's very chill game. Uh, I came very close to one hundred percent the game. I just can't find one thing that I need to do. I need to find like you have to like there's like all these different things you gotta scan in the game and there's one I'm missing and if I find that I, I get that achievement and I get the other achievement for uh, getting all the upgrades but I need both I need to find that one thing to do both things wow so I came very close to 100%ing it I just can't find it and there's no like simple like guide to like look it up to figure out where that thing is to un- to, to unlock it um but it's you know it's very fun chill uh, I like the story I like the world. I like the characters in the game. Um, very, really simple. It took like five hours to beat. So, uh, number fifteen, Forza Horizon Five. I, you know, I played. I got really into this game for like a week and a half, uh, and it was just a fucking blast. Uh, their Game Pass game. Uh, just, you know, it's been a long time since I've gotten to like a, a driving game. Uh, maybe since like Burnout One, Burnout Paradise re- the remaster came out, uh, and I just, man, I had a fucking blast just driving around. Just doing dumb shit, doing the challenges and all that. Like it's like constantly unlocking. It's constantly the numbers go up. Kept making me come back to it, uh, unlocking new cars. The, the like finding like some awesome designs people made. Like I found like one of my cars. I had a, a bunch of Pokemon in my car. On my car, which was awesome. I then I found like um, uh, I had a fucking like Paul Walker's car from Fast and Furious and his design and everything like that. It's really cool. Uh, number fourteen, uh, Kina, uh, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I, no real complaint too much about this game. I just, it's a very good first step and a first for Ember Labs. It's their first game they were made. Uh, it's a Pixar, if Pixar made a video game, this would be it. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. So it's not a, it's like a $40 game. It's beautiful, uh, beautifully made. It's like, it, like I said, it looks like Pixar made a video game. Mm. Uh, I think the combat, the, the combat's fairly simple, but it, like it's simplistic, but it, the game is incredibly hard for like no reason and the spikes are all over the place that's like that really is my big complaint is like the game just like oh i'm humming along i'm on and then you just get fucked up and it's just like <laughs> what the hell just happened i like i didn't even make a dent i just like kill i went on like running through people for like an hour and a half i heard and it had difficulty I, spikes yeah there is like an easy mode easier mode you can put it on uh which i ended up breaking and put it on that uh, but it was, it's a, it's a, I think it's a very fun and a very great, it's a very, very good story. Um, it is like, I just, I can't wait for their next game. Cause I think 
that next game could be something magical and could be an all-timer if if they figure out like they just make some minor tweaks if they do Akina too I hope they do I think that game could be an all-time great game uh, number 13 another game pass game uh, it was an Xbox exclusive until just recently the medium uh, very fun like very good horror game I loved exploring the world it took like the place in the in the 90s I can't remember where, what where it was uh, but it was just like going in that hotel and like exploring and learning about like the backstory of this hotel and like what the fuck is going on with it. Uh, then being chased by monster being split into two different worlds are in two different dimensions and puzzle solving. Like I, this game was very, very good. Uh, and it didn't really overstate its welcome. It's like a solid seven, eight hours. There's more, there's more to it if you want to do that. But like, man, this game was, it was a blast. Like I did not, when that game was first announced, I did not expect to give a shit about it, but it turned out to be very good. Um, next up, uh, number 12 outriders. Um, it's gears of war, uh, style combat with, with, but you have some powers Mm. and then it's, but it's like, um, what's, 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 what's the, what I'm looking for? Like, it's like a, um, games as a service style, but not a game as a service, which I love because you don't have to be online. Well, you have to be online, but it doesn't have like the, oh, you have to be this power level to do this section. You can just. That you could just plow along through and it was great i loved it you could play by myself with no issues i didn't have to like grind or anything like that like i just love going through this going through the the world doing like side missions uh the story is pretty bad that's like the one thing like the story kind of sucks but i i just had a overall had a blast with it um yeah it's very I, I, it was it was a fun like popcorn game you know just like oh i'm just having a good time with it you know like a fun action movie kind of thing where you, you know, you're sitting there just having a good time and then you move on and it was a really good game though. Uh, highly underrated. And number 11 uh, is a game called Unmetal. Uh, came out a few months ago. It's basically if they made, uh, Naked Gun made a video game. Uh, Naked Gun, the movie, if people remember that from like the 90s with Leslie Nielsen. Uh, but they made a video game parodying Metal Gear from the NES. Uh, <laughs> and it is fucking funny as shit. Uh, I, I really had a great time with that game. Uh, the big pain points for that was like, it's kind of too old school punishing in a lot of ways where like the save, like it does have auto saves, but they're not great. They you know, a lot of retracing your steps, which would suck. Cause like the jokes are awesome. But when you hit the, like when you've seen that, we have to walk through that joke 30 times, it becomes irritating at that point. So it kind of kills the joke. Uh, but I love the game. It was very fun. It's, it took me like six, seven hours to beat. Uh, but yeah, that game was that game was really fun. Uh, yeah, so that was number eleven. So that was our honorable mentions. Gables, let's jump now into our number three. All right, Gables, give it to me. What's your number three, buddy? It takes two. Gables. Yes. It's also my number three. <laughs> oh my god, what are the odds of that? I don't think that's ever happened. Like we've had the same game at the same number so the same game the same number and we immediately thought yeah this is our number three of the year. yeah <laughs> so i guess we could just kind of both talk about it then all righty so go ahead think about it. it takes two you know it's a honestly the whole experience of itself was a great ride from beginning to end it took multiple different nights between the two of us trying yeah. to process things three sittings over three straight fridays yeah that's the thing. We could only do it like for a specific amount and specific portions of what we could do. I mean, four or five hours sometimes uh, 
streams or something like that where we're just ch like chipping away at it bit by bit you know i mean here's the thing about it you know the story the story in of itself you know it was supposed to be like the whole coming together of like uh, two people and stuff like that in terms of their daughter uh, what was it may and john uh maybe i don't i don't uh, I remember the wife's name was may okay go may, on john whatever but uh the thing about it, you know, it's like the story in and of itself throughout that whole thing, you know, it's like the story in general, I didn't think was as strong as much. But at the same time, it was the yeah. moments between the two characters, the interactions between the two characters, the different types of puzzles that were so fun in order to try to solve and recreate and stuff. There's like maybe one section of that entire game that I did not like in terms of the puzzle stuff. I think there was one that we keep dying over and over again. <laughs> There, there were, which which area didn't you like? I think there was the one with the space one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, that one drag. That one was like the one major one that dragged. For yep. Sure. Yeah, that was pretty much like uh, it was pretty much because you and I kept on, uh, we kept dying in a specific portion of the space world and stuff to where we had to start over and over. And I think we actually mm. had a drop during that point too, if I'm not mistaken. We might have. I think we. Yeah. It may. It was possible, but I may be like thinking. I think we had one drop. I don't remember where it was. But uh, it was going through and like solving a couple puzzles inside that space thing until eventually we got to this one area where we were like just grinding or something like that across like stars or wherever the hell it was. And uh, I think you had to do a specific portion. I had to do a specific portion, try to time certain yeah. things correctly. And yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. We were getting so like... frustrated with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, the best parts about that game was just like the what the fuck moments, you know? Like, for example, mm. you and I with that what the fuck moment and stuff with the vacuum and stuff where you literally... You had to just... suck his fucking eyeballs out. Yeah, that was fucking dark as shit. Then we, had to, we had to murder our daughter's favorite elephant, Cutie. We had a literally, we literally ripped his leg off, and he dragged across the ground. <laughs> you with and I, leg. you and I were like live streaming this thing, and we're looking, at, and we're like just subconsciously, like throughout the internet, just looking at each other, it's like, dude, this is like one step away of me wanting this to turn is, off the game. <laughs> yeah, this is awful. Like what? Like it's some of the best. Like it just had something like what? Like like I said, the most what the fuck? Like, like there's one where you're flying the plane, and then it turns into a fucking Street Fighter game where I'm yeah, having, that, that pissed I'm me fucking off. Fighting a squirrel, and all of a sudden you're fucking doing Hadoukens to a damn squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> I like I love it when like the bees are fighting you. Like they show up and they start playing the flight of the Val the Valkyries. Yes, <laughs> when the bees show up. Oh my god, the references are galore and stuff, including one of the bees is like just saying you shall not pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and then like there's the Wizard of Oz thing with like the the fucking uh, hornet where like the squirrel builds a mechanical bee so it becomes a queen. Yep. Oh um, my, yeah. Th this game is it's just a game of moments and like cool like different type. It's like it feels like if this feels like the best non Nintendo Nintendo game ever made. Yeah. Like it felt like it really a does. very good like it reminded me of, like a 3D Mario where like. So many Mario games like have like eight or nine really cool, well-made uh, different game features. Right. Where most games would just build a game around that feature, and they're like, sometimes you, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fucking Rock Mario, and sometimes I don't want to fucking, yeah, I don't want to skate on these rails forever. But like, okay, cool. Well, there's eight other moments in this game where you like eight other things you're gonna be doing. Like, oh, so, sometimes you're gonna be a hammer, or you got a hammer on you, or you're gonna, you're gonna throw nails, or you can fucking. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, you're fighting like you're in the garden and you're like you're fighting or like yeah, you're you have a flamethrower and you like you use like you use to kill bees and shit. Like, it was there like or you could play music and shit. Like there's so many cool different areas and like the f- stupid side games we'd find like the whack a mole. Oh my god! And, like playing chess. Um, the the um uh, what's the fucking we're, we're pulling the rope. Uh, yeah, like mash the square button oh over and over again. Oh my god, one of those. Test your strength one. Test your strength ones. The whole god. fucking tug of war shit like the battle war yeah the whole yeah, so battles I, between you and i in terms i've gotten of gable gables beat me in everything else but i beat him in chess i am the king of arm wrestling and <laughs> tug of war those are my th- so far everything else he whooped my ass in but i've got those three for me also connect four gables undefeated <laughs> god damn but um man what a yeah i this game was incredible i i i had and it's like yeah it's always Playing the games with your friends always way more fun, but like how it works together and like how, like yeah, you really can't like you have to play this game with somebody. Yep. Could and like it it's understandable. So like a way out blew me away. Like I we never been a game like that before, uh, and it was incredible. Yes. Uh, and it, like kind of like what I was just saying with the keynote, where like that that was like a way out was like a very good seven point five, and it's like man, if they can just fucking fix these little things they can this game will be phenomenal and like an all-timer and bam you know here we are what it takes to it's gonna be one of those i think one of those games where like we're gonna be talking about that for a very long time oh yeah on this podcast because it's incredible it was like it won at the game awards and both of us were like didn't even like no it makes sense yeah it makes like, sense like the total like, absolutely I don't, did like, i don't yeah like I, don't, I think if anybody's played this game you can't argue it like I just like if you I there's probably a lot of people that haven't played it because you got to play with somebody else but man like yeah, oh, I, yeah this game phenomenal like the one I think issue is like yeah like there's parts where it dragged and maybe it went on a little too long like you're talking right. about like there's that space section there's like the space the section where you're under the tree and all of a sudden jellyfish show up for some reason oh god like, there's yeah some, there's some definitely some weird areas in that game like game where it's like what the okay what what's this but like that's like that's it like. And like yeah, some of these like it's not like like yeah, there might be like that one, like yeah, I didn't like I don't want to be Rock Mario or something, or I don't want to do this certain thing. Like I don't not enjoying this one power in this area, but like it was never like like too long. Like every forty five right. minutes to an hour, boom, you're in a new area doing something different. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Oh man, but, but yeah, it's just what I was saying. You know, it's like definitely different moments and stuff the different boss battles the different like set pieces and stuff and then subsequently finding throughout the story how how much terrible human beings both parents are and stuff with harassing their daughter to that point the whole like dismemberment of the elephant the whole like sucking out the eyes of the vacuum cleaner the whole like freaking tacking the fucking the squirrels and all the other shit the whole hadouken <laughs> just like yeah. the game oh yeah i did the fucking hadouken yeah yeah you did the fucking hadouken and stuff with the squirrel <laughs> right on top of the plane and all that the experience is like oh really <laughs> oh god why am i flying the plane <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah. oh just like and working together to solve the puzzles like especially like my probably my favorite area of like the like with the powers was like you know, you being in uh have are you i think you were throwing the nails and i had the hammer and we had to work yep. together and like like putting out the platforms and like we had to do we had to time it and figure out the yep. puzzles like just working together and figuring those things out. Um, it's like never like overly hard, really. No. But like, there's like that one area we got frustrated in, but other than that, like, it was, 
yeah, like it was never got like like those puzzles were like whenever like what the fuck do we gonna do here, you know? Like, but yeah, I'm like it was, man, what a what a fucking game. It was know? a fucking game. God damn, <laughs> man, I just I can't wait for the next one. You know, so it's been like 2018 was a way out. This was three uh, three years later. I know that's not how games work. I hope I, I I can't wait for 2024 uh, for the next one. If if that in fact is when it comes out, because whatever Joseph Ferris makes next, uh, I think Gamble's and I are all in. It could be to like two penguins or something like that fighting over a fish, and we probably would play it. It could be <laughs> a six-hour arm wrestling contest, Gables, and I'm fucking. Well, I got mash. We got both mash the square button. For six straight Let's hours. Let's see I'll who fucking, gets Carpo Tunnel first. <laughs> the first one to have a fucking aneurysm and dies loses. That's how the game is going to play out. It'll be me. Uh, I'll lost the war but won the battle. Um, <laughs> God. All right. Well, uh, um, anything else you want to say before we nah. go to number two? We're good. Okay. Well, our game, first time ever in nine years, Gables and I have the same game with the same number. Uh, Closest we ever been was when we had Untitled Goose Game. I had it, uh, Gables had um, three and I had it two. So, uh, all, all right. right. <laughs> well, moving on here, Gables, to our number two. What, give me your number two, buddy. All right, number two is Dodgeball Academia. All righty then. Well, the thing about Dodgeball Academia, it merged three different types of games that I absolutely loved growing I actually absolutely loved growing up playing. On top of that, it was definitely a fun concept in terms of simplistic game design. On top of that, fun, memorable characters. It had a distinct mix of being partly Pokemon, partly Paper Mario, and partly like uh, a fun, like sort of stereotypical, sort of like an anime show in and of itself. Like the whole like concepts, the whole different types of things. Just the art style in and of itself was fairly catching. But I'll tell you what, it was definitely fun constructing your team of three and, like, getting a bunch of different characters later on in the game, like with Sunico and then like that one bully and stuff that was just basically dude that used his uh, health in order to heal the party and stuff. But it was definitely fun to play just random games and dodgeball, sort of like you were doing battles in Paper Mario to where you have a whole set top of the, the whole court and stuff we get to just eliminate a bunch of different like uh, ones or tag in like different ones with uh, your partners or something like that if they were knocked out they could provide support still and do this and that it was definitely a fun experience i thought that the characters were fairly fun i thought that uh, going and in and uh discovering later on and stuff that you can go through this specific sort of like gauntlet and stuff to where you can maximize certain like money certain this and that get like a whole bunch of different things it was one of the rare times where i actually completed the 100 percent of the achievement list inside of an x button game i was playing on mm-hmm. xbox because it was that fun <laughs> but uh yeah the thing about dodgeball academia that made it the most interesting and stuff was it kept me wanting to come back and just start playing through the next area because i wanted to see what the next set of characters what the new characters would do I want to see how things tied into like specific story sets and stuff like the baby balls and stuff and like the, uh, you know, the baby like uh, the dodgeballs and stuff that Mm -hmm. are so erratic and stuff. And then it like reveals inside one of the stories or something like that, that your rival wants to like uh, 
eat like the things that are produced by the baby like erratic like uh ones and stuff and it's like a, in a terms of, like with the mix it up to like a coffee or some shit and he's like you you want to drink that <laughs> <laughs> oh just like little fun like juvenile sort of things and stuff but uh it was very charming and it was one of the few games where i felt like i wanted to replay in the middle of the fucking year because <laughs> it was that impactful i mean it was that it was also Halo Infinite and stuff that also gave me that sort of feeling as well. But uh, yeah, that definitely was a fantastic experience. So that's why it's my number two. Well, very nice, Gables. All right, well, moving on to uh, my number two, Gables. It is. I heard someone call this the Doom 2016 of 2021 for the game that no one thought they'd care about and then everybody cared about. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, game that had been rumored forever uh, was announced at E3 and immediately became our game of the show. Yep. Both both of us that year, or this uh, past year, I guess. Um, and I think we were, like, hopeful, but I think we were, like, both thinking, like, best case, this is, like, maybe an eight. Yeah. Like, but this could very easily be a five because, like, you're very much doing the Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie thing where, like, okay, you're tying in with the music the care of the comedy and everything like that. And it's like, it came out and it's just like, I had a, it was a tall task I had to live up to. And it met it and it blew it away from what my expectations were. Like I said, I was like, best case, this is an eight blew past that this game, the, the dialogue, the characters, like they've made everybody feel like their own. Like even like the, the telltale one was, I thought was very good, but they made a good job of making it feel like its own thing, but was nowhere near as good as, what this was like the worlds and the environments uh, going to nowhere, uh, going to all these different plants, like the backstory with mm-hmm. um, 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 star Lord were awesome and phenomenal. Um, man, just like the interactions on the ship, right? Like, I would just stand there and listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. Cause eventually they like, like yell back and forth at each other. Like rocket was probably my favorite character in the game. Um, but it's hard to even say, cause like they're all great. Uh, but like, you know, they had cosmos, the dog fucking, he was <laughs> awesome. Um, I just loved all of it. Like the, the main, like the, uh, some of the, the villain, the villains were awesome. I just, man, this game, like, it's so hard to like do comedy in video games. Like very rarely, like you might get a joke in there every now and again. That's funny. But then this game regularly had me laughing. Uh, and, like just the, like even like the dialogue, um, you know, while you're like fighting was awesome. Uh, and like doing like the huddle up and then they like, fucking, you know, like huddle up, you, you say all the right things and then you get the power ups and the combat and you're just like hitting me with your best shots playing and you're just wrecking shit. Um, man, like I, I had a black, I could not just one of those games. Where, like when you look back, it's like, you think about like, what are some of the, like some of the games, the best games are the ones that you just can't quit playing. And this yep. is one of them where Absolutely. I look at my list here. It's like all of these games. I, I, I just couldn't like death loop. I beat in three days. House of ashes. I beat in two days. Um, Dodgeball Academy, I've beaten a week in Death Store, I've beaten three days. Haven, I've beaten one sitting. Resident Evil 8, I've beaten a week in It Takes Two. I beat with you in three different nights. Yep. Uh, uh, in this game, I beat in like over four or five days. But it was like, that was because I was doing everything, exploring everything. Couldn't stop, maxing out everything. Uh, just had a blast. Like the big, the one thing that maybe isn't like top notch is the combat. Because it was very much like, it's very good, it's fun, but it doesn't like, ever really expand i feel like all the best stuff all the best like uh power attacks you can do 
um, with your with all your side characters and with your character are like the main the first one you get. Um, it's very much Final Fantasy VII remake light, but it's just totally fine because I you know Final Fantasy VII remake was my number two game of the year last year, and this is also my number two game of the year. So maybe I just really like the fighting system. I don't know, <laughs> but it was just, it was just man blew me away. I cannot believe how great this game was. Uh, yeah, so that's my number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Gables, give me number one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I knew it. I thought you were gonna. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was your number two, and I was gonna laugh if we both had the same number two. So, go ahead, buddy. Tell me all about it. Well, picture this: extra life starts, and you have one game or something you want to start with. And for me, I decided to crack open Guardians of the Galaxy and proceed to play 16 hours of that game inside of the span of that whole terrain. I have never done that before for any game across the entirety of playing video games. I've never actually have done that during Extra Life to where I stuck with one game for the predominant thing of the whole 24-hour stuff. And literally... Resident Evil 6? Oh, <laughs> Well, not 16 hours worth because I would have literally... It felt like it. It felt like it. Yes, it did. Absolutely, it did. I think after the after the main last mission with the Chris campaign, I think we were just ready to go forth and just say, no, I've never been so shit. angry during Extra Life in my life. Oh, go ahead, though, God, yes. But this game did something that I haven't felt in a while to where I played that game so much, I literally felt like it was minutes playing this game in certain portions. Yeah. The yeah. characters, the interaction between the characters felt so organic, so lifelike in regards to the commentary between that, listening to their conversations, going through and upgrading your inventory and stuff for combat elements and stuff. I thought the combat was okay, you know. It wasn't like, say, it wasn't like really as evolved like you were mentioned, but at the same time, I thought it was fun enough to where I didn't really have too much issues with it. It wasn't broken in any way, in my opinion, but... Uh, I loved the story elements of this game. I loved how you could immediately walk around your ship, talk with a bunch of your like crewmates and stuff, switch the radio anytime to like different type of songs from the 1980s and stuff. So that that's the thing. I love the soundtrack just from the get go because there's a lot of familiar songs and stuff like that, and like a whole bunch of backstory yeah. for Star Lord. And this is my first exposure to Guardians of the Galaxy as a whole, going into it to where it's like I've known about guardians of the galaxy i know that uh there's been two movies that were released by disney marvel in that regards from that whole like uh marvel's mcu but uh i never really had a chance just to go forward and sit down and experience it and so an extra life rolled around popped it into my ps5 started playing that and i was immediately hooked i was hooked i have most of the trophies now i could potentially go back and do a platinum get a platinum in that damn game which damn well fucking deserves it in my honest opinion but it's unlike what i had with uh specific other games like with halo infinite with it takes two with dodgeball academia there's just specific moments inside that game i absolutely loved like some of like uh the early ones were you're just going through and figuring out like uh, try to explore the first main world and all of a sudden you have to cross a bridge, right? And then you have to make that decision. It's like, okay, let's go ahead and find another way to get across here or just toss ratchet, like just touch rocket and stuff like that across the bridge. And just which, you know, that, just chucked him and just have fucking Drax just like chuck him across there. And he got so fucking angry. So fucking just... <laughs> oh man. I forget. Yeah. That's something like, that's a good point. Like just like being able to like make some decisions here and there and just like, 
yeah are just great i love oh my god it was so hilarious and he remembered that throughout the entire playthrough he brings it up later yeah and then the moment and yeah you know going to spoiler territories and that this game it's like the whole thing that uh you had a choice between handing over the llama or handing over your weapons and stuff like that (laughs) the illegal weapons and so i just went through i just handed over the fucking weapons and i got like maybe a thousand less than what yeah. you did or something like that. was something cool because yeah, you, you were playing it during Extra Life when I was talking to you. Yes. And it was funny, like, learning, like, the different decisions that we made. Like, you you turned in the weapons. Uh, I let them know about the llama, but I got to keep the llama and the weapons. But my fine was more, which didn't ultimately matter. But I got to keep the weapons that made some of the fights later on in the game easier. Right. And so, like Abel's fashion, I do the hard thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I go through that entire last portion of the section and stuff, which wasn't bad, you know? The whole, like, uh, the whole fighting, the whole dogfight type of thing, sort of a la, like, Star Fox or, like, Star Wars, Rogue Squadron-esque and stuff, where you're going across and just defeating a whole bunch of different enemy fleets and stuff. But, uh, oh my gosh, just towards the end of that game, the whole twist at the end of the game and stuff, where you feel like you've finally beaten the final boss, and yeah. all of a sudden you get to go across the actual final boss, and it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Because I remember you you were like, because I beat it on during Extra Life 2, but you were like four or five hours away from it. Yeah. And I went, oh, fuck. And you're like, what? I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the exact moment. was like, okay, what the fuck happened? It was like, Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's that worry. scene. I, it clicked to me. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I did a thing where Great. I played so many hours of that game that night, and then I took a day off, and then I took like another day or two just to finish the rest of it because I wanted to. I wanted to kind of pro, prolong it so that I could go and just finish it up at my own pace after that, because I knew I only had like a couple of hours left inside the game anyway. But yeah. The whole feeling that you get when you're fed, you're in a big old battle and stuff, and you gather your crew up and stuff, and all of a sudden one of the biggest random like music or something just blares and stuff, where you're overpowered and stuff, and doing a lot of team attacks like Bonnie Tyler is like, I need a hero, and that one last section of the game, it was so fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and it made me want to keep on going and doing it. It's like it's one of those gaming moments where you're just standing on in. It's like, oh yeah, come on get this fucking thing going like you just really get absorbed into it <laughs> but yeah that's my number one game of 2021 and it's guardians of the galaxy all right Gables, that's awesome so uh all right um uh, it's funny though like five through ten for us we had no nothing in common mm-hmm. and then four through one we've had four in common <laughs> so um all right well moving on to my number one, you know, I talked about when I when I when I was making these lists and I started like you gotta start nitpicking to like make that divider, and every single game I had a flaw, you know, like I talked about, like uh, you know, House of Ashes not as good as Until Dawn, but it's a good step closer. Death Loop, you know, with the story being kind of stuck in there. Plus, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of rogue, uh, you know, those roguelikes. Uh, Halo Infinite story and then the main missions were my least favorite part of the game. Dodgeball Academia dragged on too long. Death Store, Ice Area, you know, uh, Haven grinded too early in the beginning and it kind of burnt me out a little bit at the end. Resident Evil 8, that last hour, you know, it takes two dragged at certain points. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy combat wasn't the greatest, but not bad. Uh, but this one, my number one, I got nothing. 
this is for what it is a perfect game um it is life is strange two colors oh really uh, okay yeah uh so to be number one but wow and i didn't either but once i sat down and started thinking about it it was just like it's gotta be because uh, i got nothing to complain about and it's like um you know i've said this you know several times that this may not be you know like the all-time great year but like yeah when i got to like this final five that was like the divider for me like okay there's this and everything else and then when i got when i started breaking down those final five that was like this has got to be number one because I got nothing to complain about. You know, it had so much to love to. I was not expecting going into this. Like, I was just hoping that it would just be, you know, better than Life is Strange 2. Because Life is Strange 2 was, was really good, but it wasn't did not reach the levels of 1 right. or Before the Storm, which is my favorite. Uh, you know, in Deck 9, you know, this is their first one they've had to make from the ground up. You know, and this is also in a brand new engine. Uh, they made Before the Storm before that, but it was, all, it was a prequel to Life is Strange 1, which they did not make. Um, so they already had, we already kind of knew the stories, but it was, it's probably, it was my, of the original, the first three, it was my favorite of the first three. And now this is my favorite of the four. Um, but you know, like life is strange has a high bar for me. Cause like, I always thought about life is strange. One is the best, uh, you know, combination of characters in the game ever where everybody mattered. Everybody had like, even like the side, some of the side characters, like I love learning about them. And this, you know, like I said, they had a, had a high bar to hit, and it did it. Where like, you have know, Alex, you play as yourself. You know, she's, um, you know, uh, she just turned eighteen, or just turned twenty-one rather. Or I think she was twenty-one because she was drinking in the game. I'm assuming she's twenty-one then. Um, but you know, she, her and her brother Gabe, no relations to you, um, uh, got separated in foster care, and the, Gabe's been trying to find her forever. And then finally, they gets contact with her. And move. Um, she comes to this town, Haven, that little small town in uh, the mountains in Colorado. And they finally meet, you know. And you like learn about her. And, but what you learn about, you know, um, you know the relationship, what happened with them in, in the past, and all that. And then, you know, how they got separated and where they are now. But what was cool is like, and the other games are at least in Life Strange One and Two. You start the game and they're normal people, and then they, that's when they when you start the game, and then that's when you get the powers. And this Alex has always had the powers. So she already knows what it is. And you're, but you're, you know, and like you're learning and, but she's learning new things about it. And she's also like, you're learning about all the problems these powers have caused her in her life. And, and she's trying to suppress them and like dealing with them. And I thought it was really cool. Like she's had 15 years or so of like dealing with this and struggling with this. And it's so heartbreaking. Some of the things you learn about in her past, about what happened. But like, like I was saying with the characters, though, like it's Steph who was actually in, um, before the storm, which mm-hmm. that's how it ties in with this one. We're like, she's now in there. She runs the, the record store and the radio station. Uh, she's like your best friend in this game. Uh, Gabe, who I mentioned the brother, uh, Jade, the, who owns the bar. And also, uh, Alex lives above an apartment above the bar. Uh, he is phenomenal. I loved him immediately. Uh, Charlotte, who is Gabe's, uh, I think not fiance, but girlfriend. I think might've been uh, fiance. I can't remember. Uh, and, but like, you know, Gabe dies in, in the first episode. It's not a spoiler. It's, it was in the original, you know, uh, trailers for this game. Uh, and then her dealing with that pain and, um, and, you know, and they had like Riley who, um, she was about, she was wanting to go off to college and leave, leave this town. But her grandma, uh, has Alzheimer's and like, you know, there's like so many different things that can play out with that. And like, you know, dealing with that and like trying, you know, she wants to do better things, but also she's stuck here dealing with 
her grandma and then running this flower shop ducky who's the old man who like her, her his uh wife passed away years ago and now he just hangs out in the bar and just learning about him and that and like you know delving back into his past and just learn, talking more and more to him on uh, ethan who is uh gabe's uh stepson well it's uh you know it was his girlfriend's son uh but you know stepson basically um but you know, all those characters were just phenomenal. Uh, you know, I love that the game was still broken. It all came out once, which is perfect because I just episodic stuff just needs to end. Just like you can have the episode, I but agree. at least all in one go. Like this, this is the way to do it now. Uh, and that's why I hope, you know, get off track here. I hope Telltale, please do that. Um, but like what's great about this is that like it's not just like it's not so much on rails anymore. We're like in Life Strange, like, OK, cool. Like you might be in the school in this area, but you can walk that hallway and that's that's all you can do. This will like, you can actually walk like this block in every chapter, um, you know, and like there's so many side things, like incredible things that you can miss that are like so impactful. And there's not like a lot of side stuff, but like everything that you could do and like explore and learn about, like read newspapers, find notes, listen to them over, listen to people's conversations, talk to a character in the game. Like it all meant something and all was really good. Whereas and, uh, you know, like, so there's so many other games, like looking at you, Ubisoft, where there's just like a bunch of filler in there and it's like, it doesn't really mean anything. doesn't do anything. doesn't advance anything. It's just there to be there. But like, just, I would, every chapter, every, t- every time I went to a different area, every chapter, I would explore every square inch to f- make sure I didn't miss anything. I platinum this game, by the way, nice. I found all the collectibles. I found everything in this game. I could not just, I just had to find everything. I would make sure I found every fucking note every talk to every character overheard every conversation there's like it's cool you have your phone and you can like read text messages in between like there's always like a little jump in time could be a couple days could be a couple weeks um in between each episode and like i would go back and you can like look at all the conversations with each character in the, in the text messages and then like there's also like i don't know like, like basically like a town reddit kind of thing in a way where like and you can read like people's posts they put on there you can read all the conversations in there uh, like learning about like this typhoon, which is like the the company that basically like everybody works for that like works like in the mines. Um, but like I said, like I just wanted I, I explored every square inch. I I talked to everybody. I wanted to do everything in this game. Um, and like I said, there's like I said, there's not a lot to do. But when you can, what what is there is amazing. Some of my favorite moments in gaming this year happened. So minor spoilers. Uh, so there's like in episode three. So like Ethan, who's the son, like the stepson I was talking about, he's like really upset about, uh, he's blaming himself about Gabe's death. Um, so the town, the whole town gets together. Cause he's a huge fantasy fan. He writes his own comic books. They do like decide to just do a whole LARPing scenario for him. Uh, in one of the episodes to make him feel better. Hmm. Uh, and all, I, I did it. I've done this twice while reviewing the game. I did it again. Alex's powers is I told her about Alex's powers where she can like she can feel other people's emotions and if the emotions are strong enough she she also feels that so some that emotion so like if somebody's angry she can kind of in a way like kind of sort of read her, read the character's mind and understand what they're angry about but if it comes strong enough it makes her angry um, so stuff like that but like you know you, well like going back sorry going back to this now we're like Ethan sad so that the whole town gets together they build all these awesome sets and the game just turns into a fucking JRPG <laughs> we're doing turn-based fighting in this fucking game like it's just so many cool little moments like like that like and like you're trying to make a feel better so like you know you're you know Alex and Ethan are like fighting people and there's like actually like a fucking boss fight and there's random battles you can find 
Um, then there's like um, like one of the, the one of the first things you do when like the game is like you uh, Gabe takes Alex to his apartment, which ends up turning into Alex's apartment. Um, and they listen to like the one of the most important things to Life Strange is the music. The music is always incredible. They get these incredible art indie artists, uh, and it just it's a amazing amazing uh uh soundtrack like i you know we talk about like i have like a, a handful of games i go back to constantly and listen to the soundtrack you know and life is strange um all of them are on that and this one is just on there too and they, they like one of the cool first things you do is like um you put on kings of leon which is one of my favorite bands and uh-huh. they start just doing an air guitar thing and it sounds stupid when i say it but like when you're in the game playing it, it's like it's awesome. It's fun. I'm having a big old fucking smile on my face the whole time. There's a whole part where like Alex and Steph um, are at a spring festival, and they surprise Alex and like because you know Alex plays the guitar and can sing a little bit, and Steph can play the drums. And like they go on stage and play for the first time together on the stage in front of the whole town, and that was like just one of the most heartwarming mo- moments of the game for me. Um, the entirety of chapter five. Um, learning when you finally learn the whole backstory and the big twist and everything like that. And like the ending is utterly heartbreaking and beautiful, uh, all at the same time, you know, like I thought about like last was part two last year where I was playing that with like with Ellie, like I, f- like she was angry and wanted revenge in that entire first half of the game. I was also angry and I felt her anger and I, you know, I wanted to re- like I wanted to murder everybody and this had that, not to that extent of murder, but like when Alex felt those other people's care, those characters' emotions, like I would, you make you, they did such a great job making you feel them too, and like understanding it or learning about it and all that. Like there's this game, like pulled me in every, like there'd be times where I'm laughing, I got a big fucking smile ear to ear on my face, uh, I'm crying, I'm angry, like I felt all the emotions she was feeling, I was feeling it too. Like they transferred her powers to me. Through the via the controller, and I felt them all. Uh, yeah, like 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 no no point did this game did I want this game to be over? Like I couldn't quit playing it, and I wanted to keep playing it, but I didn't want it to end. One of those things where like I so many games on this list, I talk about they drag a points. No point in this was I'm like, oh, come on, I want to hurry and get to the end. Like I like I said, I every square inch, everything I can learn, I wanted to learn. I loved it. Um, Haven the town, you know, it's just one block, but it feels like a whole city of like, it just feels like a GTA five, but it's in one square block. Uh, and it's phenomenal. Um, I am blown away by what deck nine has done with this game. Um, I, I, yeah, I, when, like I said, when this game, when they announced this game, I was super hopeful that this game would just be good and just be better than life is strange Two and uh, life is strange Two. Sorry. Um, and it was so much more. This is a perfect game. This is a 10 out of 10. This is my game of the year. Life is Strange, Two Colors. So, yeah. Very Cables. nice. Yeah, that is our that is our list. So, uh, real fast, we'll just I'll just do a quick recap for our list here. Uh, starting with Gables here. Number 10, Astro's Playroom. Number 8, Cyber Shadows. Number, uh, I'm sorry. Number 9, Cyber Shadows. Number 8, Bucks Next. Number 7, Pokemon BDSM, number six, Metroid Dread, number five, New Pokemon Snap, number four, Halo Infinite, number three, It Takes Two, number two, Dodgeball Academia, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, my uh, top ten, number ten, 
House of Ashes, number nine, Death Loop, number eight, Halo Infinite, number seven, Dodgeball Academia, number six, Death Store, number five, Haven, number four, Resident Evil Village, number three, It Takes Two, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, Life is Strange, Two Colors. And then here, Gables, I actually we have our we have our winner for Drunk Nerds Game of the Year. Mm. Um, so we had four games in common. Yep. Uh, Halo Infinite, It Takes Two, Dodgeball Academia, uh, Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we have a top five here. Yep. So so the way it works out um, is if say you're number one, you get one, or if you're number ten, you get one point. If you're number one, you get ten points, and then it works its way down from there. So at number five with ten with ten points, it's and it's because it's my game of the year, Life of Strange Two Color. Um, number four, say had the same amount of points, had ten points, but it's on both of our lists, so I'm giving it number four. Uh, Halo Infinite, number three with thirteen points, Dodgeball Academia. Number two with sixteen points, it takes two. And number one with nineteen points, because it's your number one, and it's my number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Jeez, man. So that, my friends, is our twenty twenty one games of the year so uh thank you guys so much for listening to this i hope you guys like that i hope we didn't spoil too much because uh there was what 16 different games here we mentioned that are all phenomenal and you should play them all uh if you haven't already um i hope you guys like like this if you guys want we'll be back for you guys next week with a normal show for us it'll be two weeks um so gables and i will have a have a saturday off again from recording um don't know what we're gonna know what we're gonna do. Who knows what we're gonna do? Should be it's gonna be weird. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all that, please like, follow, share, subscribe. We're on everything: iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. Now you can do you can give you can give reviews. So please go on there, and give us a review. Like I said, iTunes, uh, Anchor, anywhere pod podcasts are on, we're on them. Um, I everyone I can find, I put us on there. Uh, YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all those places. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share is a big one. Tell your friends. The more you do that, the better it helps us out. Retweet us, all that fun jazz. Um, but thank you guys once again for listening to us this year. Well, I guess it's 2022 now, but you know what I mean. Uh, but I was host, I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fucking video games and have yourself a fun time. Life is too short to be bitter and angry all the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>